welcome to Marriage is Simply, a podcast. I'm your host, Lee Brewer. And I'm your host, Emily Brewer. Today on Marriage is Simply, we talk about having the best vacations. Yes, and after you listen to this podcast, head over to marriageissimply.com to check out our weekly blog. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram under the name Marriage is Simply. We want to give a shout out to Cleveland. That's right. The entire city of Cleveland, Ohio. Yay! We actually have lots of listeners there. Go Cavs, Indians, and I think one of the most exciting football teams to watch this coming season, the Cleveland Browns. That's going to be fun. Thanks, everyone in Cleveland, for listening to the Marriage is Simply podcast. We appreciate you guys. And now, on to today's topic, having the best vacations. So why is this such an important thing to discuss? Oh, this is a fun one for me. Vacations are important. It's really important to get away, reconnect as a couple or as a family. It's something that you need to do. But if you don't have a good plan, then it may not go the way you always expected. Yeah. So let's walk through a couple of ideas that we need to think through when planning vacation, when thinking about vacation, and more importantly, when we're on vacation. So first, have a plan, even if it's a plan to do nothing. Definitely have a plan. Have we said that yet? To have a plan. Let's have a plan. So, travel plan. How are you going to get there? Are you going to drive? Are you going to fly? Are you going to go by boat? I could say this. GPS has saved our marriage. Yes, for sure. Put it in the map. Get the directions. Know how long it takes to get there. Also, what about an agenda? Maybe an agenda stresses you out. Maybe you don't like the minute-by-minute schedule on your vacation. That doesn't allow you to relax and enjoy things. That's okay. You don't have everything planned out, but have high points written down or in your head of what you want to do. Yeah, I'm accustomed to having an agenda. I like to know 8.30, this is going to happen. And at 8.45, this will happen. I like having an agenda, but not everyone likes that. It feels rigid. It doesn't feel like vacation if it's super scheduled. Some people just need the chill out time. Every individual has to figure out, do you want the agenda? Do you not want an agenda? like knowing what we're going to do each day, but it does not have to be at a specific time. They're just things I want to check off on the box and we can be a little more casual about getting getting to them. So we've had to compromise on that. Also, having a budget is very important. If one of you wants to spend $100 a day and the other wants to spend $500 a day, then that's a problem. You need to know ahead of time how much you want to spend so there are no surprises and so you don't overspend. And how many souvenirs do my kids need? They ask for so, so many. We have to decide ahead of time, what are we going to buy and what are we going to spend? AKA, what are we going to bring home that they play with for three seconds and then never touch again? (laughs) And it sits in the toy box until we donate it somewhere else. (laughs) All right. The next thing is communicate your expectations. This is huge in every area of marriage expectations is one of the key things that we talk about on our blogs, on our podcasts, and just together here at the house. Because if you don't know each other's expectations for the day and for the vacation overall, then you could go in and be very disappointed. We've been on trips before, as we've learned each other. At the end of the day, maybe we would get in the car and one of us would be very, very excited and the other seems sad. Well, what's wrong? I really wanted to do fill in the blank, but we didn't get to it. Oh, I had no idea you wanted to do that. We definitely could have done that. I just didn't know. So that is all about having a plan. Make sure you have a plan and you've communicated that plan to each other. Now, number two, start your day well. This is very important. 
how you start your day can definitely determine how the entire day goes. It sets the tone right up front. Absolutely. A big thing is reminding each other not to fight. Don't argue. That's what I have to tell her all the time. No, I'm just kidding. What we have to do is say to each other, don't fight today. Let's work it out. If you need to wake up, look at each other and say, we're going to have a good day. Things are going to go well. Do it. Do it every day. That's okay. It can be a funny little reminder, but it can also be effective. I've given Emily permission to tell me this every morning of vacation. She looks at me, and there's been times she's put my head in both her hands, stared me straight in the face, and said, let's not argue today. Let's make it a good day. Because we know we could be on each other's nerves in a matter of moments if we're not prepared to give each other the benefit of the doubt and have good attitudes going into whatever situation we may find ourselves. One of us has a little harder time relaxing and unwinding on trips. I've learned that. And I've also learned it's okay to provide a loving reminder to (laughs) chill out. Like I said, I like the agenda. I like structure. And I like us to be on time for everything. I can be a little less flexible than other people in the room. So don't run behind. Yes. Try to be on time. If you have to be somewhere, know what time you need to be there. Know what time you need to leave. Know what time do you need to be awake or have eaten. Because it's very important on vacation that everything feels like it's flowing smoothly. If you start rushing and running behind, attitudes can flare, chaos can ensue. And I think we've all seen the movie Home Alone. I don't want you to leave a child behind. You know, one of the things that I did when our kids were smaller, it's getting a little harder now that they're closer, bigger. But before we would go on a vacation, I would put an outfit in a gallon-sized Ziploc bag, complete with socks, everything, and mark the day they were going to wear it. That way, that morning, we could just get up. They could even pull it out of the suitcase. It would have their initials on it and the date. They could pull it out of the suitcase and put it on. It saved us a lot of times in the morning when it may be a little hard to get up. Ziploc bags, gallon size for an entire outfit. Those are some small kids back then. (laughs) Yeah. Now I probably need to switch to grocery bags or just let them pick their own things. But when they were smaller and then picking out their outfits were a complete disaster, this worked. Also, last point on start your day well, eat something. Have a little food. Don't be hangry. Don't be hangry. Now, I'll admit I can get a little hangry at times and I have one son that also can be hangry if he doesn't eat in the mornings. So we like to get up at a decent hour. Remember, don't run behind. So we get up, we have a little breakfast, we get going. This could be just a little small snack you have in your room. It doesn't have to be your full breakfast if you're going somewhere. But have something there just to keep moods good. So have a plan. Number two is start your day well. And lastly, number three. Show some grace. Yes, yes. Show some grace. Now, going into our vacation and going into each and every day. We plan on mistakes. They're inevitable. They're going to happen. Yeah. You're going to make mistakes. Unforeseen things will happen. You might as well go ahead and plan in advance for these things to happen to you. Put some extra time into your schedule. If it takes 30 minutes to get somewhere and you need to be there at a very specific time, give yourself 45 minutes. Maybe throw an extra outfit in the bag for the day if you have very messy kids. Our oldest child is 10 years old, yet he still is going to manage to get stuff all over his clothes. We used to stress about it, but now we just know how it is. We laugh about it. We change the shirt. We move on. So plan on those mistakes so that when it happens, 
you're not caught off guard and you can show some grace. Now, also, it's important to know your limits. Do you not do well if you don't get eight hours of sleep? Do you love getting up early in the morning? Do you like staying out late at night? Know your limits ahead of time. And we're talking a lot about if your children go with you, but this is a big thing. If somebody does not like to stay up late at night, or if someone does not do well with only getting a few hours of sleep, it's important to know when you're making your plans, let's not do a late night followed by an early morning, followed by a long day. Just know what makes you feel comfortable and puts you in your best mood. And lastly, know your needs. And this isn't necessarily going back to the budget idea, money, cars, lodging. This isn't that idea. What this is, is knowing the needs of your spouse, your husband, your wife, that that person that you share so much time with, and you'll be spending the entire time on vacation with likely, know what they need. Do they need that word of encouragement regularly to keep their attitude, their emotions, and their focus to be what it needs to be on vacation? Or do they need other things from you? Do they need that coffee stop? Do they need that snack in the middle of the day? Amen. Get that coffee. Get that snack. It's all about the calories. And that just comes from, again, thinking ahead and knowing each other. Once you know your spouse, once you know what they really need from you to make it a great vacation each and every day and each and every moment, then you can turn your attention to giving them whatever it is they need, whether it be a cup of coffee, a gentle kiss on the cheek, (laughs) or just a word of encouragement. And all of this comes from the same thing we always say, communication. Talk about it ahead of time. We don't talk about things a lot ahead of time, and it really could prevent a lot of drama. So number one, have a plan. Number two, start your day well. And number three, show some grace. And that brings us to our segment we call... It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Whoa, that was creepy. But here are some of our best vacation moments. Oh, yay! I'm excited about this part. Okay, so one of my favorite things was I really loved the time that we were able to go to Cabo together. We saw whales breaching from the balcony of our resort. I had never seen whales out in the ocean before. So it was really exciting that we were able to just stand on our balcony Look out and see all these whales splashing in the ocean. There were babies. There was moms. It was really cute. It was a a once-in-a-lifetime moment that we got to experience together. Yeah, it it was incredible. I had never seen whales in the ocean either, let alone watching them breach out of the water and create these giant splashes. And to be able to do it from our balcony, incredible. What a great vacation. There's also another vacation memory that that comes up, and it was the time that we swam with sharks and stingrays off the coast of Belize. Do you remember that? I do. (laughs) How could you forget? That definitely took our relationship and our trust to a whole new level. Side note, that was on our honeymoon. So in some ways, we were just getting to know each other, and suddenly you're like, hey, let's go on this adventure where we risk our lives together. I will tell you that... I was one of the only people out in the ocean of hundreds of people wearing a life jacket because I really was nervous. I can swim, but I just, in my mind, could see all the things going wrong. But it actually, it was amazing. And we still talk about that. Our kids ask us about that because they know that we've done it. It really was a special thing to share together. It was. I was not as nervous swimming with the sharks and the stingrays until the guy we jumped in the water with bumped his elbow on the way into the water, cut it, and started bleeding into the water. 
that began making me very nervous. Yeah, I may just stay back from him a little bit. He he volunteered his sacrifice, and he didn't even realize right. it. So thank you, guy, whoever you were, for taking one for the team. And no, I'm just kidding. Nothing happened. It was wonderful, actually. All right. So now here are some of our worst of times vacation moments. Yeah, we've had a few memories from vacations that could have gone better. The first memory that comes to mind is the time that we missed our flight out of Los Angeles. We were trying to fly back home after a trip, and we gave ourselves a little extra time to get to the airport in Los Angeles, but I I had never driven through downtown Los Angeles and never driven in these areas of Los Angeles before. I'd been around it, but not in the areas we were in, and I did not realize that we needed much, much more time on the day we left. And so we wound up missing our flight and having to rebook, and we rebooked from Los Angeles to Washington, D.C., back to New Orleans, and then we had about a a two-and-a-half-hour drive home. So it made for a very long day. Yes, that was very stressful. So we were supposed to fly out of LAX that morning, go to Charlotte, and then be in New Orleans to then drive home. But we ended up having to wait for hours for the next flight. We flew to D.C., then to New Orleans, And it took hours and hours and hours. We had our kids with us. It just, it wasn't a fun time for sure. Or what about the time we were in China and we had to take that bus ride? Oh, yeah. So we had flights that morning scheduled, but we did not realize we had standby tickets and we had not actually been assigned a seat on the plane. We get to the airport early to get on our flight and come to find out there's no room for us on the plane. So what do we have to do? Oh, it's simple and not terrifying at all. We get on a bus where we are the only people who speak English. We have to ride for six hours to a town we've never been to and meet a person we'd never seen before who happened to be a family friend to get to the airport to make it to our flight in Beijing. It was terrifying. And do you remember what happened about halfway there? Oh, yes. Halfway to our destination in the middle of nowhere, China, where we couldn't speak the language and I'm confident nobody else there was speaking English. The bus pulled over at the edge of a cornfield, and there was a bus stewardess. She got off and walked into the cornfield. Now, my first thought was, this is some kind of movie. Some horror movie is happening right here before our eyes, and I got a little bit nervous. I'm not even going to lie. But then she emerged out of the cornfield holding ears of corn, And she gave one to the bus driver and she sat down and we got back on the road as they began to eat their ears of corn. She was just stopping to get lunch, but we had no idea because we didn't know what anyone was saying before they stopped. It was definitely a tense moment, but we can laugh about it now. And once we started going and we looked over down the little path she had walked, we realized there was actually a little stand and I think they had roasted corn and you could pull over and buy corn on the side of the road. And so there really was something there. We just couldn't see it at the time. And it was just something very different for us. I wish she would have gotten me an ear of corn, though. It smelled really good. You did have corn-flavored ice cream on that trip. We did. That was an experience. That was an experience. But we did make it to our destination. We caught a flight, got to Beijing in time to get our connector, and we made it home, obviously, since you're enjoying this podcast. Obviously. Oh, see, I feel tense now just talking about those moments that went wrong. (laughs) But they make for the best memories. So if things go wrong on your vacation, it may be a worst of times scenario rather than a best of times, but it can still come out to be a great memory. And maybe you have great memories. Maybe they're wonderful memories that you hold on to and cherish forever. Or maybe you have some crazy story that happened to you on vacation. 
If you'll share those stories with us, we want to share them on the next podcast. Don't worry, we'll leave out your names if you want us to. You can email those to us at lee at marriageassimply.com or emily at marriageassimply.com. Send us pictures from your favorite vacation. We want to know. And since you said, we want to know, that means it's time for us to go. We'll be back in two weeks with a new podcast titled Marriage is Simply Deciding Where to Eat. It'll be a humor-filled podcast about the question that haunts marriages. So, Emily, where do you want to eat? Uh, I don't care. You pick. No. (laughs) So until next time, remember, marriage is simply something new every day. Now give me a kiss. Let's put this podcast to bed. Mwah.